The Philadelphia Eagles 53-man roster for now is set after a big day of cuts. Gino and I, we've got takeaways coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to a Tuesday edition of the show. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed at game time. General Manager Howie Roseman's been busy the last 24 to 48 hours breaking this roster down from 90 to 53 players. He just got done with the media. Gino, the roster is set. We're going to break it all down. There were definitely some surprise cuts, some things that we predicted, even though I didn't really expect it. Um, And then there were some things that I think were pretty obvious too, but they went heavier at positions I didn't think they would and went lighter at some other spots. So it was a really entertaining day. There was two trades he made in the last 24 hours as well. So we got a lot to cover. The biggest surprise of the day, in my opinion, is going with four wide receivers. I thought that Brayton Covey move was the first eye-opener, in my opinion, where they were like, whoa, we're really going to keep the guys that put together the best tape, in my opinion, outside of Derek Barnett. But... Mm. Regardless, I think they made some decisions that you and I would agree with. I like the sure. trade that they went out and we made. We agree with the Covey move, by the way. I just mm-hmm. don't think we both said he doesn't deserve to be a lock, but we kind of thought he was. It was one of those talking points that we had started to bring up when we were saying those guys, especially Tyree Cleveland, when he was healthy, pushing yeah, for yeah. that last roster spot where Britton Covey put together no tape in this preseason. He had that hamstring injury where he mm. really didn't do much. He couldn't practice. He couldn't play. The NFL, it's what for you. What have you done for me lately? And right now, they trust those four guys, especially with what Zacchaeus can bring you. Yeah. They bring in Albert O from the Broncos to keep four tight ends. I think that's the recipe that they want to go with. They want to go with more 12 personnel. You'll see more running backs involved with 21 personnel. And they're going to go with the big guys up top and AJ and Devontae. And those guys are a two-headed dragon that nobody wants to deal with right now. Well, and Gino, I think, again, they're still going to be – they're going to use way more 12 this year. With I love the trade for Alberto Quagbunam. Got the name right first time. Bang on. Alberto. Proud of myself. Gino had to tell me how to say it before the show, so I'm not going to take full credit. But, yeah, a great trade. The Eagles acquire Alberto and a seventh-round selection for a fifth-round pick. He had a monster Six. final sixth-round pick. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. He had a monster preseason game the other day, seven catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. He's a crap blocker right now for sure when it comes to effort. But, you know, he's such an upgrade when it comes to pass-catching tight ends. I was just surprised that they also kept Grant Calcaterra and Jack Stahl. The fact that they're running for tight ends, at least for now because they don't have a punter, maybe that's the position that they do cut when they add another punter to this roster. But for now, yeah, I think that was a surprise, them keeping four tight ends and only four receivers. Especially the way that Grant Calcaterra is kind of going to get put down on the depth chart now with Albert yeah. O there. I think you're pretty spot on saying that one of those two guys should I think hang so. on to their horses a little bit before I think they it's get Calcaterra. too excited. 
And they could probably get one of them back on the practice squad. I think Calcaterra more than mm-hmm. stole, in my opinion, stole has put together a longer tenure career, just being a yeah. couple years older than him as well. Better and blocker too. And you need much better blocker. Yeah. The way Albert O does not block. <laughs> no, not whatsoever. And I think he put together a great preseason game to show off what I think he had shown in the couple seasons before that, where He's the Broncos didn't have a great team. And he was kind of that one diamond in the rough for a little bit. He living here in Denver. He was almost like that Greg Ward type of folk hero where everybody fell in love with this guy because he was yeah. the one shining light when they had a bad team. And I think that's an excellent move and you're moving minimal value to get a guy who can step in right away and already be better than what you had at the other two tight end spots to a point where you're okay even keeping four wide receivers because you believe that much in this guy, where maybe they thought that Dan Arnold could be that guy, maybe Tyree Jackson could be that guy. Mm. Well, Howie said, I'm not even going to let this guy go to waivers. I'm going to go out there. I'm just going to do a pick swap, something he's done time and time again, and you go out and get a player who's going to probably get a good majority of snaps for this team. And Albert O was going to get waived, and I don't think he was going to make it to the birds at that point. Absolutely not, no. Do a little pick swap, give up Mm -hmm. one round higher. I think that's a really smart move, and it's another one of those moves that he's made all offseason where it's really you spend a little to potentially get a lot, and Mm -hmm. that's worked out a lot for Howie so far. So I really like that move. And as you mentioned with, you know, Britton Covey, he definitely got better as a returner in the second half of the season. I think his numbers lie a little bit, but he definitely improved. But with Z being able to return kicks, I think Boston Scott can as well. You have potentially Devin Allen squeaking back onto the practice squad. I think he's a better returner than Covey. I think it's fine for now keeping four receivers. There just wasn't a guy I said worth keeping for six, like Joseph Nagato wasn't Mm -hmm. worth it, Tyree Cleveland. Even Covey at five, I understand. I would much rather go heavier where they did with right now an extra tight end, but they kept seven corners. They kept 13 defensive linemen total, 22 trench players. I'd much rather go heavy there than keeping another receiver that just isn't worth being on the team. And I think they'll definitely be interested in some of the names that have popped up on the waiver wire as well. And the pro personnel department is going to be busy in that Mm -hmm. regard, especially for a team that loves to pass the ball. I'd be shocked if they went into the season with just four wide receivers. Yeah. But at the same time, they didn't settle. Right, Lou? That's what we didn't want them to do. They didn't settle at any position. They weren't okay with Britton Covey not playing any snaps and he'll probably make his way back onto the practice squad, but you want guys that the dirt deservedly had earned that roster spot. And on the other side of the ball, which I think there were more surprises, even outside of Covey. Sure. They made some decisions where youth might've beat experience. And sometimes that vested veteran that we kept saying could be cut. He ended up making his way back onto the roster in a couple different positions on defense. Yeah. So again, kind of to recap, like where they went heaviest and lightest. So heavy was again, up front with the edge. They kept six, seven defensive tackles. I was surprised, you know, they actually kept Contavious street. I thought with how good Tui mm-hmm. Pelotto looked and Moro Ajomo, their rookie seventh round pick. I thought street at this point might be that vested veteran that's on the outside looking in, but they went at least again for now, because they do have to add a punter. As you mentioned, they could bring in another receiver if they like somebody. So this roster is fluid, but for now they wanted Contavious street too. Uh, seven cornerbacks. They kept both Mario Goodrich, who I was surprised they kept, but he played really well this summer as that primary slot backup. And my boy Eli Ricks made the team, which I'm really pumped about. So they went heavy at edge, defensive tackle, 
corner with seven, four tight ends right now. Um, and then a lot lighter at like receiver and linebacker we called. Nicholas Morrow did get cut. So right now they're only running with Nicobe Dean, Christian Ellis, and Zach Cunningham. And they even cut Kyron Johnson as well, which they did. Yeah. I thought could be a sneak fourth linebacker that you could put on there, but no, it's no clear room with Derek Barnett getting a dozen snaps a game, apparently, is what <laughs> the report was, That's which made insane. me so angry. I think they made the right decision, though, keeping Ricks and Goodrich. I think both of those kids put together enough tape they that it. they would probably have been claimed Ricks probably more than Goodrich, but Goodrich got a boost because, unfortunately, Zach McPherson does go down. I would be intrigued to the idea of Bradley Roby if he would be interested in coming in and playing that backup role for he was getting some trade in the slot this week, Gino. Yeah. And Goodrich, I think he's going to go elsewhere if he does get cut, but seven was the way to go. Keep the best defensive backs. They got rid of Josiah Scott. Mm -hmm. Shockingly, they cut Kavon Wallace and they went with four yeah. safeties. That was super surprising, Gino. I, th I thought they were going to keep four safeties, but I thought Wallace played a lot better this year than Justin Evans so far. They like well. Evans a lot more than I thought. And on special teams, you have to throw in that they put yeah. him as a returner as well. So Justin Evans makes it. I think that is a bit of a surprise. I think going light at linebacker was the way to go, especially how good Zach Cunningham has looked. Nicholas Morrow. Did he do anything to really wow anybody? I don't think so. Christian yeah. Ellis, he's your backup green dot caller. If N'Kobe Dean does go down, he's probably going to be your special teams captain. You got three guys that can really do a lot in that position. And then up front, you got seven defensive tackles. I thought there's no way they're going to be able to keep Contavious Street, who yeah, both you and I have liked on this roster. But now you talk about our show yesterday where we were talking about the edge position. Keeping a guy like Contavious Street only makes that concern better because he's another guy who can go and pop outside and play that five-tech type of edge position. And they kept Patrick Johnson as well. Howie Roseman made it clear. They're going to go heavy at the positions that they value on yep. the defensive line. That's going to be the MO of this team. <clears throat> Excuse me. If we have to go to line, light at linebacker and safety to sacrifice that, we're going to do that because that's the way that we got to where we were last year, and we want to continue to do that going forward. For sure. We'll continue to break down the 53-man roster for the Birds coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. Guys, today's podcast is sponsored by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, and a lot of the time it is with some other apps. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy shows, and theater near you. I'm going to a comedy show actually in a few weeks. My favorite comedy podcast is coming to Rochester, New York, really close to where I live. Got tickets through Game Time with killer deals on last-minute tickets, and they're best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, again, comedy, you name it. They've got everything. The Game Time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use our promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. That's huge. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen each and every day, Friday, Monday through Friday. Gino, Howie Roseman breaking down the 53-man roster today from 90 to 53. Kind of got into a lot already, like where they went heavy, where they went light, some surprise cuts they made. Was there anybody you were surprised that they kept? Not really. I th- okay. I think the writing, outside of Contavious Street, that was, the, was the big one. That was the one that kind of shocked me, not not because of his play, but because of the yeah. numbers element to it. I sure. think Teron Jackson, Janarius Robinson, we saw the writing was on the wall with them. I the thought Janarius was going to squeak in, man, but he did not. It would have been nice. I thought they were going to keep five safeties, which would have probably had them go lighter on the defensive front. Yeah. But, man, you are loaded there. Absolutely loaded, and we'll see what tomorrow does bring. But with as good of more play as Moro Jomo had in Contavious Street, who this team values highly because he's on the 53. And yep. Andrew DiCecco, good friend of the show, even mentioned that this team looks at him in a higher light than I think people outside the building do. And those sure. are your fifth, sixth, seventh guys. Those are the decisions we had talked about, which were going to be difficult. You went light at linebacker. Easy decision, in my opinion. Safety, you didn't force the need to keep five. That's mm-hmm. a pretty easy decision. Same with wide receiver, in my opinion. And we'll see what happens if they go lighter at tight end tomorrow. But right now, I'm not really shocked. I'm, I'm pretty happy with what they too. did. And especially because you keep some of the younger kids like Goodrich, like Ricks, and you let their play do the talking. That's what the preseason is all about. And the Philadelphia Eagles look at Reed Blankenship, Josh Job. If you're an undrafted free agent, why wouldn't you want to come here? As good as this team is, if you show up and yeah. play, it doesn't matter how good the roster is. They're going to find you a spot on this 53. No, I agree. There wasn't really any move that I was super upset about. I think even, and Gino, I want to see what happens these next few days too. I want mm-hmm. to see what they're going to, because they, they have Definitely. to cut somebody because they need a punter. The fact that Andrew Sipos is gone, Aaron Sipos, excuse me, I already the forgot the guy's the name. So huge that we didn't even mention that yet. I mean, the fact that Howie let him go is crucial. He was so mm-hmm. bad last year in the playoffs. He was so terrible this summer. It, I mean, right now it's better to not have a punter. I mean, they, there's got to be somebody point. else out there that's, that's better. So they're going to add somebody, which means somebody's got to get cut. So I do want to see... Do they stay light at receiver? Do they stay heavy right now up front? They got to add a punter. Maybe there's another receiver out there that they like. If they do that, what decisions do they make? Is it tight end that gets the boot? Is it Grant Calcaterra? Is it Contavious Street, a defensive tackle? Is it one of these corners? I doubt it's corner, though, Gino. I think they Mm -hmm. love their youth depth right now. I mean, it's so exciting. And not even, we didn't even mention who they traded for yesterday. Isaiah Rogers who was PFF's fifth highest graded corner last year, by the way, 25 years old from Indy, suspended for the year, of course, with the gambling incident, but another promising corner. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how much depth they have there for the first time in a long time. It's exciting. Howie Roseman continues to win in the margins, and I think the Albert O picks, move. By the way. I mean, no, not at all. I mean, outside of a guy like Darius Slay, right? But yeah, besides that. Really it. Everybody else was a day three pick or undrafted. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Zach McPherson goes down and you could have made the argument that you had eight guys and then you make that trade yesterday and then you have nine. nine And yeah, I mean, between that law of averages, law of averages, one at least pans out to be a solid boundary starter. I mean, I -hmm. I have hope that at least one or two of these guys are going to become legit players. And the good thing about Rogers, too, he's got return ability. 
when we were sitting there a couple of years ago and saying like, what is the way forward with this cornerback group? And we're trying to talk our way into Jalen Mills, like being our number one guy. How far has this group come to a point where now whatever they did to change their evaluation process should be highly lauded inside of that building because they yeah. had figured it out. They got it now. They can get kids that can come in and play right away. And that's something that they couldn't figure out for years. For years, they were always trying to pluck other teams that happened to figure out how to value evaluate the cornerback position. And they did it well. But the best way to get good corner talent is to get it in the building, develop it into your scheme, and move yeah. forward. And that's even after, Lou, that you lose one of your best position coaches in your defensive back coach, and you get a brand new defensive back coach this year, hats off to Nick Sariani for two back-to-back hires in that regard to where he can get guys like Josh Job, Reed Blankenship. Now you have Eli Ricks, Mario Goodrich, and you could have made the argument that a couple other of those guys are probably going to be on 53-man rosters after tomorrow. Lou. I mean, No, I agree. With the way that they played, there's going to be some yeah. cats that are claimed in that defensive backfield for the Eagles. Well, and a lot of these corners that they added, you know, like the young ones, they're not first, second round picks, but they were all talented coming out of high school and college. I mean, Keely mm-hmm. Ringo was a five-star recruit to Georgia. Josh Job was a four-star. Eli Ricks was a five-star. Goodrich was a four-star. Isaiah Rogers is a young, promising corner coming over from the Colts. So, again, just law of averages. I'm not saying that they should just bank on all of these guys being the future and never take a corner high in the draft again. Right. Between Job and Ricks and Ringo and Goodrich, like you're going to get some starters out of them. And I, I think Ricks is the one that I'm most excited for. But I, I think the Eagles made the right call keeping seven corners. They've never gone that heavy. I mean, even last year, they only kept five. There's been years they kept six, but I think they made the right call. Absolutely, they made the right call. Yeah. And you have the versatility now, too, with yeah. all of these guys. And I'll be interested to see how Sean Desai likes to employ them in his defensive secondary. Does Ringo get more snaps in that star position because you were able to keep Ricks, who you can primarily focus on keeping him in the outside while Mario Goodrich focuses on being that backup slot corner? Those are the type of things that you now have at your disposal because you didn't overthink yourself. You didn't put yourself into a box and say, we need to keep X amount of this, X amount of this. You said, we're going to keep the most talented players and then figure it out moving forward. If we don't have to keep a punter because we don't think this guy's talented enough or keep more than four receivers because we don't think that they're talented enough, then we're not going to do it. And we're going to go yeah. find guys elsewhere that can. And that's a great methodology to have inside your building because not settling is the only way that you are going to be able mm. to find the guys like Eli Ricks, right? The guys like Josh Job, trying to continue to add at positions even where you have Slay and Bradbury. And that's what I'm saying. If you're a UDFA and you still have two all pros at the position, well, heck, I'll go in there. I'll learn from them. I'll put together great tape to where either I'm going to make the team or somebody else is going to come in and claim me. And that's what they're doing. That's a great way to go about it right now. And even look at tight end, Lou. Like you have Dallas Goddard teaching those two young kids. Now Albert O is going to come in there and help those guys out. You have AJ and Devante with a young Quez and OZ. I think the way that they're continuing to construct this roster just has to put you at ease. It's not like post-2017, 2018, 2019, where they're just – 
too old and the youth they have is well, they too have, underdeveloped. Young it's, players, it's yeah. They, legit and they, young and they drafted re- The other thing, too, it, was, it wasn't just about development. They just didn't draft good players either Not a lot of the time. So I think they have promising players. That's why you're seeing most of the depth on this team is pretty young on both mm-hmm. sides of the football. One thing, though, Gino, I will say, like, Sean Bradley goes down. Zach McPherson goes down. Yep. Britton Covey's gone. Um, you look at Kavon Wallace was a big-time special teams player for this team last year. They are not overhauling the special teams unit, but it's going to look a lot different this year. They're going to rely a lot on these young kids. So that's one area that they have to focus up on. And it's going to be interesting to kind of watch how the season goes. Cause it's been a weakness for a few years. And um, you know, this year they're, they definitely look different and with that, with that unit. And that's a tough ask, especially yeah. after last year where you didn't have even one of those better units. And you have to hope that Michael Clay can do something with them because to your point, Lou, do you keep more guys like Kavon Wallace because of what they do on special teams, even though they don't present as high of a ceiling when they're on the field? And I think that's what the approach was this go around, but Eli Ricks and Josh Joe, those two guys are built to be gunners in the national football league. And I think Christian Ellis, you're going to have a great player in him and Patrick Johnson coming back healthy is going to be an excellent ad there. And, You'll see the likes of all of those safeties and Justin Evans. And that's the thing, Lou. Do you want to keep a guy because he can contribute on maybe six or seven special teams plays Mm. or keep a guy because he could contribute on 15 to 18 plays on defense or yeah, I guess it depends. Forward, right? Like it depends on the position. It depends on the mm-hmm. situation for sure. I tend to lean more on what he can do for me eventually on offense and defense, and then hope he's a good special teams player mm-hmm. or develop him into that guy. Because you also have other, you know, like you mentioned, Justin Evans, Sidney Brown will probably contribute on special teams early on. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think there's guys still on this team, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a middle ground. There's a balancing act because you can't ignore it, but at the same time, you know, you do want to prioritize the other two spots. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. I think the other part too, um, when it comes to like returners, we mentioned, you know, you know Zacchaeus is still here, but Trey Sermon also released. He yep. was somebody they were using at kick returner in the preseason. Uh, it wasn't injury designation. So I'm not sure how that's going to impact waivers and how, if they have a better chance now of getting him to the practice squad, but Greg Ward also gone. So they lost a lot of special teams play uh, from the last few years. Greg Ward, by the way, too, Gino, you mentioned on the show a few days ago, I do think this is finally the time he picks up on a 53 man roster. He is not eligible for waivers, so he can sign anywhere. He could come back on the practice squad, but I think this is the time G Ward's probably going to catch on somewhere else. I think it's time for the folk hero to go write his next The banner raiser, man. Career. He raised that 2019 banner in the rafters. <laughs> the banner raiser. I like that. <laughs> but no, man, he could be a starting wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans tomorrow, in my opinion. Probably could. He could be their slot receiver, yeah. Without a doubt. And hats off to him. He's one of the underrated guys when we just forget to yeah. mention him in the Super Bowl. And he was there and helped you in a lot of spots when you really didn't have anything. And mm. Without the guys like Greg Wardlew, does Howie Roseman take that next step in figuring out those positions, right? Like, man, we just can't rely on guys like this, like that have a topped out ceiling. Like you knew what Greg Ward was, right? He's six receptions for 54 yards a game. Like solid. Yeah. He's the girl. He's the girl you meet before your wife, you know? That's fair. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. And which I can't no imagine he would love own. that analogy, but I mean no. he, he and helped same you with a punt lot, returning yeah. if 
he's got five yards of leverage between him and the he'll guy who's five come yards. To, he'll get you five yards, Lou. Yeah. You always but if he needs seven possible. yards, he'll get you five yards. Yeah. Bingo. But I love G Ward, man. I mean, he that I'll never forget that play against Josh Norman in 2019. It was so out of nowhere because he was on the team so long. But to see mm-hmm. him literally carry that passing attack to a division title, him and Carson was, I mean, still one of the weirdest times of my life as a sports fan. Yeah, to the point where you're saying this guy might be the best receiver Philadelphia has had in 2019 like or 20. Against the Dallas Cowboys for the division. He's making big plays on third down. It was just the trippiest time. I mean, I hope he does go out and get the ability Me to too, go man. and play, man. He he definitely can't. He's a very solid route runner. Just you have excellent guys up top, and it's just tough to garner yeah. him when you know what he is. You, you mm-hmm. had him for seven years you know what the player is trey sermon i think the same way there's guys ahead of him that are just much better fit for this football team right now and he's going to probably land on a 53 man roster but the way rashad penny has looked in this preseason deandre swift showed you on two plays kenny gainwell has continued to show you and boston scott is good for two games against the giants we'll continue to say that but if there's a way you can sneak him back onto the practice squad and then you have the ability to bring him in on game day, if one of those guys does go down, hats off to Howie Roseman. He continues to just win in those margin areas. But right now, Lou, is there one spot after today outside of punter? We know you clearly yeah, yeah. don't have one that you're saying that might be a spot where we have to go and maybe just see what's out yeah. there. Cast our reels a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty at peace with what they have at inside linebacker, even though it's very light with three. Agreed. I don't think there's anything. I think that's a position that they mm-hmm. need more at. I don't think there is more out there. I don't want to spend for more. I think receiver, I would like to get a fifth guy in. Hopefully that has some returnability. Mm-hmm. I got um, one I, for you. Yeah. So I'd say receiver. What's up? I got a guy for you. Yeah. Bengals released punt returner slash wide receiver Trent Taylor. He had I five punt yeah. returns of 20 plus yards last year, and he averaged 14 and a half. That's per great. punt. That's the type of guy you're looking at. at See, that that's what that's the thing with spot. Covey, Gino. Like, I know his numbers were efficient, quote unquote, last mm-hmm. year in the return game. Those chunk returns, though, it didn't feel like you ever had a shot at getting because the minute he faced contact, he was dead. It almost looked like. Right. So I'll take a guy, a guy like, like Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. You want that, the explosiveness. I, I need. Yeah. I need a couple 20 yard returns to you set to. Jalen Hurts up in, in a big spot when nothing else is working. Yeah. Right. Like, where was that time when you just needed special teams to step up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Covey will keep it in play. You won't fumble it. He'll get you five yards. That's kind of what Greg Williams But I need 20, I mean, 25 sometimes, right? Right, exactly. No, I'm with you. And that's why I was like, I'd rather keep Greg Ward than Covey because Ward can do that in the return game. Plus, he's a better receiver on offense. So to yeah. me, I'm, I'm glad they moved on from Covey. I would say wide receiver. Everything else, though, I'm pretty happy with. Just get a damn punter in here that could punt the football. I think Arise is a legitimate option. Like as he much as you might hate to say, and I, I know no, the yeah, off-field it's, thing it's a weird is a, situation, but it I, is, I think talent-wise, he's probably the best punter out there available. He is the best punter. And some of yeah. those guys that we thought could be those young guys that lost the battle ended up winning the battle. So we'll see the veteran market come tomorrow. Mm. But the waiver wire at 12 p.m. Eastern will be official. So we'll find, I'll find out at 10 a.m. I'll wake up and see who the Eagles claim. But I expect a lot of movement around the National Football League. Probably see three or four former Philadelphia Eagles get claimed. And I'm going to put the over-under at one and a half for Eagles waiver claims, Lou. Okay. I'm going to say over with two waiver over. claims. 
Yeah, I would take the over too. I don't think they're done. How he even said after the press conference, they're going to go right back upstairs. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to work the phones. So mm-hmm. I think you should expect to see us talking on the show tomorrow about some more roster moves. But for now, the initial 53 is broken down. Before we um, finish off the show, Gino, just to look at how many positions, what, how many numbers of players they did keep. So quarterback, they kept three. Mm-hmm. Running back, four. Receiver, four. And tight end, four. Tight end was the surprise there with four. Nine total offensive linemen on offense. On defense, they kept six edge rushers, seven defensive tackles, only three inside linebackers, seven corners, and four safeties. And then, of course, you've got your kicker and your long snapper. We'll see about punter tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We got you covered Monday through Friday, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We'll see you tomorrow. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.